Our reading today is taken from Exodus chapter 12. The Egyptians urged the people to hasten their departure from the land, for they said, we shall all be dead. So the people took their dough before it was leavened and their kneading bowls wrapped up in their cloaks on their shoulders. The Israelites had done as Moses told them. They had asked the Egyptians for jewelry of silver and gold and for clothing. And the Lord had given the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians so that they let them have what they asked. And so they plundered the Egyptians. The Israelites journeyed from Ramses to Succoth, about 600,000 men on foot besides children. A mixed crowd also went up with them and livestock in great numbers, both flocks and herds. They baked unleavened cakes of the dough that they had brought out of Egypt. It was not leavened because they were driven out of Egypt and could not wait, nor had they prepared any provisions for themselves. The word of the Lord, word of life. Our second reading is taken from Psalm chapter 121. I lift up my eyes to the hills, from where will my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. He who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil he will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time on and forevermore. The word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. The details are vivid. So the people took their dough before it was leavened, with their kneading bowls wrapped up in their cloaks on their shoulders. God's people need to leave Egypt immediately, so rushed to get out of there that there is no time for their bread dough to rise. They flee carrying the bowls of dough on their shoulders. I remember getting the phone call 
It was Tuesday morning in January. I had gotten the kids on the bus. I was ironing my shirt before leaving for work. The voice on the other line told me my dad was unconscious. I knew right away that there was only a few days left with my dad. I left in an instant wearing a half-pressed shirt with the iron still hot. You all have these stories, too. When your life was disrupted or changed forever, one moment life is like this, and then something changes, something you were not expecting, and you are thrown off course in a new place, in a place where you do not want to be. This is real for so many of us. As we listened to each other last spring, Many of you shared your experiences of suffering, of struggle, of loss, unexpected circumstances where life changed. You also spoke that these times are where your faith became real, where your story began to be written anew, where you realized more than ever this life is fragile, sacred, and that in times like these, it is impossible to exist on your own means. And you also spoke that you needed a church, a community where you could come when you were struggling and hurting, a place where you could be real and raw, where you could dare to speak of these vulnerable moments, your achy hearts, your unanswered questions, and know that people would listen and come close and understand because they were there too. You realized in a new way you were not alone in what you were experiencing. Today, after worship, we will hear some of these stories. Renee Forst will speak about the unexpected death of her son Barrett when he was in high school. Brent and Sarah Geiger will talk about the premature birth of their daughter Anna and their extended time in the NICU. Angela Christie will speak of their house fire and Neil of his journey to sobriety. Dick and Jan Drigg will share their experience of parenting through mental illness. Come and listen come to honor these stories among us. These stories are sacred and speak of the real things of life that change us. And when these and all of us dare to tell our stories, because these are the stories where faith was born or strengthened or renewed and where community was found, Again, then we realize when we hear and listen to others that we're not alone in our suffering <clears throat> and that in telling our stories, we honor this life and the people and the experiences that have made us who we are. I have had people ask me not to talk about the brokenness of this world in worship. They say they want to come to worship to hear about a life that is beautiful and good. We spend most of our lives trying to make it without disruption. We do our best work because we don't want to experience pain or suffering. Yet, 
This is not the story from which we come. Near every story in the Bible speaks of God's steadfast presence in the disruptions, the bondage, infertility, <coughs> strife, abuse, <coughs> hunger, illness, alienation, death, exile. It sounds depressing, doesn't it? Are we just living until we all experience a time of pain? It doesn't sound so appealing. Is that the purpose of this life, just knowing that sometime the bottom will drop out from under us? But I have to say with humbleness and with confidence that most of us, if we haven't already, will come to a time where we no longer can control what we encounter in this life, and we have to surrender to the things we are facing. My colleague and friend just recently shared this Wendell Berry quote. It may be that when we no longer know what to do, we have come to our real work. And when we no longer know which way to go, we have begun our real journey. And the promise of God comes and finds us, most especially in the crisis, when we are pulled from the life we thought we would live and now are in the reality of where we are. God promises to take care of his people who were so quickly rushed out of Egypt. They now had to trust God for everything, for daily food and strength to make a way in the wilderness yet ahead of them. And God did not fail them. We must read this story again and again to remember that we experience in this broken and beautiful world and the proclamation of a God who promises to never leave us as we find a way. Kathy read Psalm 121 this morning. It's a psalm of ascent, a prayer spoken and written for the journeyers of this life. In ancient times, people were to make the pilgrimage to Jerusalem for festival days to visit the temple, and the journey was arduous and dangerous. And on the outset, of their travel and along the way they would speak and chant these prayers. I lift my eyes up to the hills. Where will my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. The psalm speaks to the assurance that God will meet us on the journey, most especially when we come to the struggle or the disruption. We exist to come back to the promise and to know that our real work, our life journey, is to trust in a living God who cares for us, who will never leave us. <clears throat> and then the promise calls us to show up and care for others on the way. <clears throat> Hear this, God comes into this world to save you. This may not mean that you will hurdle over struggle or make the time there short and pain-free. It does mean, though, that we do not need to rely on our own strength or faith, 
on our own abilities to endure because it is not about our faith. It's about the faithfulness of God, which comes in daily small increments, just enough to be sufficient for this day and even for the moment. The night before Jesus' betrayal and death, he gathered his disciples around the Passover dinner with unleavened bread there to remind them that in this unexpected rush of all that was to come, that God still provides and God will save them. Jesus reinstituted the Passover meal that night, now with the bread, his body, and the wine, his blood. He called his disciples and he calls us to come back to this meal, to remember again in the midst of the disruption, in the meantime as we find our way, that God's presence and promise and care is still true. Come now, amidst the disruption in the middle of the unfinished business, come and receive bread for the journey for us sojourners. May this be enough today to nourish your faith and enough for us to come close to others on a journey who need that word of hope, a promise to fill them too. Amen.